We'll turn our attention to this now. We're going to be in conversation with the South African United Business Confederation. Jackie Mpondo Hendricks is the CEO of the organization, and they're really looking at how uh, different stakeholders can be coming together uh, to not only assess the impact of gender-based violence on the economy, but also to then have better solutions to eradicating and alleviating gender-based violence. Jackie, good morning, and thanks for your time today. Good morning, Cassie, and thank you so much for the invitation uh, to address a very key and critical uh, issue uh, in South Africa. How do you go about quantifying the cost of gender-based violence on the economy? Uh, that, that is a very good question, and this is exactly the question that we are challenging uh, at a broader level. It was only in about 2014 that KPMG provided some kind of insight around how we begin to quantify uh, uh, gender-based violence uh, uh, impact on on the economy at large. And it was estimated that uh, GBV uh, cost the South African economy uh, between 28 and uh, 28.4 billion and 42 billion uh, per year, which uh, translates to about 0.9 to 1.3 percent uh, uh, on the GDP annually. But this, once again, Kathy, the concern is that these are estimates and guesstimates. Yeah, and that we are saying as an organization is not good enough, um, especially when GBV uh, has been recognized by uh, the president of our country uh, on the 11th of March in 2020 as being a pandemic that really needs the private sector to take a more active and progressive role towards uh, eradicating uh, this uh, social uh, ill. And uh, it's based on that, that on this 16 days of activism, we want to shift the conversation towards uh, gender-based violence uh, within work-related spaces and also beginning to put together a deliberate plan of action on how we begin to quantify the impact of GBV on the economy. It has been the United Nations and the World Health Organization that has recognized the fact that GBV can no longer only be considered as a public health issue, but it is actually a social issue that requires broad-based stakeholder involvement and participation. Mm. I, I would imagine that even though there isn't necessarily data that is able to aggregate the actual cost of gender-based violence to the economy, there are some metrics that can be used as a gauge that would feed into that kind of information. So perhaps if we look at the days lost to productivity when somebody has been a victim of violence and then having to undergo whatever processes that they need to to ensure that they are well and are therefore unable to to work. Are those some of the things that you're looking at? Certainly, you know, a person would assume that that is what should happen uh, within the workplace, but in actual fact, Kathy, it doesn't. 
And this was one of the concerning issues that were raised yesterday when we had a webinar that was actually dealing with this matter. And their research has actually shown that this continues to be almost a taboo issue within the workplace environment. And in in actual fact, even in terms of axiotism, there is no direct link uh, at this stage between GBV and absenteeism, never Mm. mind uh, productivity. Mm. Uh, We further ascertain, Kathy, uh, that is very disturbing also, is that there's no expression of GBV in any uh, corporate communications. There is no expression of GBV in any HR policies uh, in organizations. And also there there are no deliberate uh, communications uh, that are done around GBV within the workplace. And this is research that is currently still under play uh, with the University uh, of Johannesburg. But having recognized that, we then also said, how do we seek out to begin to find solutions? If solutions are not locally based, how do we extend our reach globally? And we have actually reached out to organizations like ADA uh, in the UK, which is um, Employers Against uh, Domestic Abuse, where we are currently also in engagements around how do we begin to support and inform uh, the proactive and reactive management of violence and abuse within the workplace spaces. And open about that, how we also then begin to create uh, um, GBP-friendly uh, environments within workplaces that will also go as far as beginning to rehabilitate perpetrators uh, of violence within that space. Uh, because it is said that uh, a lot of this, that's what they mentioned yesterday, which is connecting the dots. And what that meant was that uh, sometimes there are also trigger points, both at work and at home, uh, that uh, trigger mm. violence, uh, violent behavior. And this violent behavior can express itself in different ways. It doesn't always have to be violent. It can also be psychological. It can also be financial. Um, and a number of different, uh, it's got a number of different faces. So we are looking at beginning to find solutions within uh, private sector. And I think things have become even more complicated with COVID because mm-hmm. with COVID now, um, it has increased virtual uh, working. Uh, which then means that, uh, as, as, as the stats have shown, uh, is, uh, between April and June um, this year, comparatively speaking to last year, there's been a 72% increase in rape. So already that begins to also shed a light that COVID itself has also begun to, to influence the trend in terms of GDP. Mm. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Jackie, what we are seeing in our private sector is that there isn't necessarily an intentionality on the part of business to deliberately provide platforms that can be responsive to what we know is, you know, the second pandemic that that we're, we're facing as, as a country, and, the, and that's gender-based violence. So effectively... Um, it's not easy for a woman who's in the workspace to be able to have any kind of support if this is what they're facing without necessarily it being seen as some form of anomaly or um, of of feeling like they may be othered or um, looked at differently for, 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 for raising it as an issue. 
Correct. Correct. There is no such, Cathy. And that is why we have now also extended our conversation to include trade unions because we are challenging trade unions to say when they are also negotiating for uh, uh, good working conditions that issues of GBV should certainly be highlighted as a critical and mandatory requirement for any working environment. Um, And we are specifically keen in seeing the translation of GBV uh, in a quantifiable manner because it will also be able to support our policy advocacy endeavors to begin to influence uh, a GBV's presence uh, at, at policy level. Uh, we are quite keen to see how GBV is even reflected in governance issues and how it begins to be incorporated uh, in, 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 uh, in the King report, uh, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a long road, uh, but as they say, when you want to move mountains, you start up by picking up stones. Mm. But uh, this conversation is a conversation that is much needed uh, for us to effect change. How does this then affect the ability of women in in the workspace who are experiencing violence in the workplace? I know that, you know, there often will be committees set up via HR, etc. But those processes in and of themselves can be quite removed um, from people. That is correct. And even when you look at such processes, Mm. you look at a lot of the HR policies, it doesn't deal with GBV. What it does deal with is sexual harassment and potential victimization. But uh, it doesn't it doesn't express GBV at all um, in terms of uh, uh, clearly identified and, and defined uh, um, uh, issue. And, and that is a concern. That is a serious concern, Cathy. So how are you hoping that the coming together of these different stakeholders will come up with a solution that will respond specifically to this problem? So, so, so what we've started to do is, because it's always important to deal with uh, issues, especially something as emotional as GPB, but to also deal, to back it up with evidence-based research and findings. So we are looking forward to receiving the outcomes uh, of, of the current research that is being done by the University of Johannesburg. Based on those outcomes, uh, it is very clear that part of what we need to kickstart is to kickstart a general uh, awareness campaign that is specifically targeted towards business. Whilst at the same time, from a policy perspective, we also then begin to interrogate and ensure that all policies, especially from a Labour Act perspective, are obviously aligned and reflect some of the intentions uh, of us uh, being able to eradicate GBV from society as large and especially within workplaces. Let me thank you so much for your time and for coming on to the show today. Jackie Mpondo Hendricks is the Chief Executive Officer of the South African United Business Confederation. And it really is such an important issue. You know, how can corporates say that they're actively uh, supporting and taking a stand against gender-based violence where there are no platforms created within their organizations to be available for women um, to, 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 to reach out to 
when they are in need of help. And and the challenge that one finds, especially within professional spaces, is that, you know, if I'm Kathy and I'm a manager or um, I'm a presenter on SAFM, I often look like I'm so put together. I've got it all under control. And therefore, people don't expect that somebody like me can be a victim of gender-based violence. And that's why it's ever more important to have more and more spaces where women can come forward to say that it is not okay. You can be a CEO of a huge corporation and still finding your, find yourself needing help and needing support where gender-based violence is, 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 is concerned. And so it's part of the destigmatization of those who are currently living in those situations and are unable to, to seek help and are unable to say, uh, I need support. And, and, and I think that if, if there are more spaces that offer women that opportunity, it literally can be um, something that saves people.